Hey, it's Tuesday, March 19th. This is Matt Trueblood, and we're talking baseball again. Uh, Mike Trout signed a contract, or doesn't sound like it's signed quite yet, but it's agreed to this morning that has the entire world talking. And rather than dive off in another direction, I think let's just take today to celebrate how great Mike Trout is and the fact that uh, he'll be taking over the news cycle for probably the rest of this week. His deal is reported at 12 years and $430 million. Now, in practice, uh, the follow-up reports make it clear it's a 10-year deal worth $364 million that'll be tacked on to the end of his current contract, which runs through 2020. The restructuring gives the Angels a slight break on the long-term annual average value of the deal, bumps up their luxury tax number for these next two seasons, but at the moment, that's not super relevant. There's obviously not a whole lot more money they could go out and spend this winter unless they elect to uh, pick up Dallas Keuchel or Craig Kimbrell. Now, for what it's worth, picking up Keuchel would be a great idea for the Angels. This is a rotation with plenty of guys already in the mix, but also a lot of guys with long injury histories or uncertain futures for other reasons. And if you added the stability and durability of Keuchel, which I've talked about here before, to that team to go along not only with Trout, but Justin Upton and Andleton Simmons on the offensive side and some guys that you're hoping will bounce back and rediscover previous levels of performance like Cole Calhoun and Jonathan Lucroy, you can start to see this team as a potential playoff contender. Without Keuchel or Kimbrell or some added reinforcement for the pitching staff, it's a whole lot harder to make that argument for this season. But obviously, what this really allows the Angels to do is start looking beyond this season and to a long-term future in which Trout is the fixture of their organization. He's not only a lifetime angel and someone who will certainly wear an angel's cap into Cooperstown, but he's still got a solid, you know, based on his skill set and based on everything we've seen him do over the last several seasons, you've got to think he's got another half decade of absolutely elite performance before he even begins to slide down to the level of mere mortals. And even then he's going to be a fine player. Now, at a certain point, he's going to have to move out of center field. But unless the sort of freak injury that Joe Adele suffered in spring training this year sets him back as a prospect, they should be able to install Adele as the center fielder and make Trout their regular left or right fielder at some time in the not-so-distant future. Trout's many transformations have been reported on over and over again, and I don't want to act as though they were all my discoveries or rehash them in too great a detail. But it's worth pointing out that if you wanted to make an investment in a player and know that he's simply not going to go over any cliff and lose his productivity the way, say, a Ken Griffey Jr. did at 30 years old, Trout's about the best guy you could bet on. Because we've seen his game take so many different shapes. We've seen him recognize and mend his minor flaws without giving up seemingly anything. I mean, this is a guy who 
the last two seasons, he has swung at about 19% of pitches outside the strike zone. The guys who do that over a full season as a regular tend to be, well, the only way to put it is they're extremely few and far between. That's Joey Votto, Dexter Fowler, uh, a fistful of other great plate-disciplined dudes, the Matt Carpenters of the world. Those are the only ones who can so consistently lay off any junk that a pitcher throws. And pitchers are throwing him more junk than ever because Trout has this swing that has just been engineered and calibrated so perfectly. You know, we I've noted and I've cast it as a negative and as I've sort of reconsidered and done more study on the trends of the league, I've sort of recast it as a positive that Bryce Harper takes extremely aggressive swings within the strike zone, swings and misses way more than most batters do, but generates a lot of power along the way. Trout is like Harper in that he's very good at laying off stuff outside the zone, but he doesn't have to make the same trade-offs when he swings aggressively within it. He has this very natural swing, and yet one that he's fixed in a few different ways over his eight seasons in the majors. This swing that truly generates power without having to risk a low contact rate. He is not a guy who focuses on launch angle. Launch angle comes naturally to him, and he's going to continue to hit for 30 homer power for the foreseeable future because he's an enormously strong man who just has a better feel for putting the barrel of the bat on the baseball than anyone I've ever seen. But he doesn't do it by hacking up at the ball. And so his contact rate on pitches inside the zone over the last three or four years has climbed. Last year, it was at 88%. And this is for a guy who, again, is laying off almost everything outside the zone and still generating enormous power on the contact that he makes. That combination is excruciatingly hard to find. That's the kind of stuff that makes Trout not just special, but truly unique. And then you look at the other dimensions of his game. We know that there have been points in his career at which he's been, if not a liability, then at least a notably below-average defensive center fielder. Some of it was about positioning and understanding how to set himself up to get to the most valuable fly balls he could get to. He's made that adjustment. Some of it was about a throwing arm that rated as pretty weak when he came into the league and dipped even further than that in his second or third year. He's fixed that too. He doesn't have a cannon for an arm, but he's changed some of his mechanics. He's changed the way he approaches plays on which he might need to make a competitive throw. And the result has been that his arm is no longer a liability of any kind. We saw him, after he came into the league, more from just an all-around dynamic player who I believe stole 50 bases as a rookie. If it wasn't 50, it was 49. Into a bigger, stronger guy who for a while was heavy on the three true outcomes, including strikeouts, and who became somewhat one-dimensional. I think there was a season in which he only stole 11 bases and was caught seven times. He's patched that hole too, 
Over the last three years, I think he's stolen 76 bases and been caught something like a dozen times. There's nothing that this guy doesn't do exceptionally well. There are no adjustments that he's proved unable to make. I go back to the story that Sam Miller, my former editor, uh, now writer at ESPN, who was contributing to ESPN even when he was working with me, back in 2012, Sam wrote a piece for ESPN the magazine about Trout and about the way he had exploded onto the scene and about the thing that players around him, veterans, noticed about him which was how quickly and how perfectly he seemed to make adjustments. And that just hasn't stopped being true. In eight years, he's continued to show that whatever weakness he might develop, he can make up for in some other way, or he can patch that weakness itself over time. Is that going to continue to be true until he's 40? Of course not. There's going to be decline here, but the Angels will get more more than fair value on this contract, Trout is locked in, doesn't have to worry about free agency, doesn't have to be asked about it constantly, and now can move forward knowing that this is the franchise that is going to attempt to build a World Series winner around him at some point in the next dozen years. I don't know if we have all the faith in the world that they can do it, but I know that I really like Billy Epler and the Angels' front office. They make a lot of value-conscious decisions that I regard as very intelligent, even though some of them don't work out all that well. They have Shohei Otani already paired with Trout. They have Simmons, as I mentioned. Justin Upton is an underrated player who's going to be around for another few years to protect and sort of support Trout in the lineup. And there are more, there are more talented players on the way. The Angels really have to commit now. There are going to be other expenditures they have to make to justify this. Uh... But as long as they do so, there's nothing about this that isn't good news for baseball fans everywhere. Because having one guy this famous, this talented, this dynamic, even if personally he's not all that interesting off the field, having a guy just this good at just about everything stay in one place and become the face of a franchise over a two-decade career is valuable and fun and fascinating. We'll talk more tomorrow, probably about something else, but today I just wanted to devote it to Mike Trout.